Okay, let me see. It'll cover my notes. Sorry. AL and NL Manager of the Year will be announced tomorrow. Oh, man. If Scott Cervais doesn't win, this will be a tragedy. A absolute tragedy. And oh, my F... Oh, hello there. It's episode 19, The Rundown. Yes, we did not stop at episode 18. We're on 19, going on 20 on the next episode. This is The Rundown. Today, we will cover week 10's NFL week that was. We'll touch on the Thursday night football preview as the Pats head over to Atlanta. We'll talk a little bit of Sixers as they are live in Utah getting their butts clapped and just like i mentioned the very top of this we'll cover the mlb awards as the nl and al rookie of the years were announced the managers of the years were announced and i don't know who won but i can guarantee you if scott's service of the mariners doesn't win i might lose my shit and then tomorrow or the next following days will be the mvp and cy young awards but for now, let's take a quick pause and let's head over to Anchor. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode 19, the J.J. Ortega Whiteside episode, the Scott Hartnell episode of the PA Turnpod. I am Rob, joined, as always, by Joel. How are you, buddy? Frantically looking on Google for anybody that has a better jersey name that's 19 than J.J. Ortega Whiteside. Frantically, um, right can you give me one sixer who wore the number 19? Is that a trick question or you're asking for sure? I actually can't think of any. I can't even think of a bat. I can't think of a basketball player that wears number 19. What, uh, of course, it says 2018 2019 sixers. No, uh, no, the only 19 I can think of is Scott Hartnell, who's a flyer. You know what else is 19? COVID 19. True. I think we just got canceled right now. I think uh, uh, we no got one's flagged. Listening. And all you're going to hear is beep. This uh, podcast has been flagged because of inaccurate information due to COVID-19. Now, before we get going, I have an impromptu question for you. Off the bat? This is prompted. Yes, this is prompted by your text message from about an hour ago. Can, um, well, before, how are you doing tonight? I'm doing all right. How about you? Besides frantically looking for someone who's number 19 in JJR Sega Whiteside. <laughs> it's a little tired, but excited. It's uh, my Friday tomorrow, but can go. Yeah. And then I got the weekend off. It's celebrating, my... Celebrating the girl's birthday. So uh, it's going to be a weekend, a birthday weekend yeah. for her. I think it's my Tuesday tomorrow. I can't figure it out. Damn. I'm not off again until Sunday, so... I'll be off Sunday. There you go. I'm excited. What are you guys doing for the other birthday? Uh, she's probably listening to this, so I can't really uh, give it away. But uh, well, the birthday will have started by the time this episode is posted, negative. right? Negative. Oh no, so her birthday's on a Thursday. Oh, it's on Thursday. I thought it was on Wednesday. Okay. Nah. So she'll be uh, hearing this. So if you're listening, she's one of our five regular listeners. That's that's good. And two of them are me. <laughs> um, yeah, right. <laughs> you know what you should have done? You should have taken her to the Flyers game tonight against the Flaming Seas. Oh, the other. The logo that you uh, that you destroyed a month ago. <laughs> That's true. Yeah, you were at work. Now, but, my question to you. But the thing that? is, I was going to take her to the hockey game. She knows about this. I was going to take her to the hockey game on oh, Thursday yeah? to see the lightning. Ooh. But my card fraud happened. 
like this, if it if it's not my car, something's gonna go wrong that almost knocks my whole week off. And that was my it's some, those three letters. Some donkey. It's car card. Derek Carr. It's some donkey <laughs> out in the UK probably got my got on crypto and used my information and just literally deposited or withdrew, excuse me, like close to seven hundred dollars out of my out of my. Now bank. let's yeah. jump into this too because it happened the same night you went to the Sixers game, right? And the Sixers' primary <laughs> sponsor this year is crypto, right? <laughs> it didn't happen the same night, but it happened within days. The only time I can remember crypto.com was when I was at the Sixers game, and it's one of their primary logos. Yeah, or it's sponsors. on the jersey, yeah. Oh, really? And it's also literally on the court. It says crypto.com in the corner, and then it says Philadelphia or 76ers if you only have the same court. I was, like, disgusted. And mind you, I didn't even buy the ticket, so I literally just got invited to go. They so just, just know. Gross. It, they just know. It's now, disgusting. A, another quick question. Do you prefer the crypto... Sponsor, or did you like it better when it was StubHub? Because StubHub Stub was on this, yeah, because it looked like it fit because it was blue. Oh no, Sixers had it. Because the Sixers of, had a blue color too. That makes sense. It's like a flawless transition. It's like it kind of looked color. normal on the jersey. But also, I, I like a little pop in my color of the jersey. But yeah, anything better than Crypto.com because of what just happened to me. That's not I true just, because a- anything is better the, than Bumble. Bumble was on the Clippers jerseys for a couple of years. <laughs> Yeah, the dating app. Well, mm, I was I was gonna get canceled somewhere now. I'm, never mind. I do have a question for you. Um, so about an hour ago, Joel texted me. Um, for all the turn audience out there, this is um, behind the scenes stuff here. Yes, yeah, so we're knocking down the fourth wall. We're just demoing it right now with a sl- uh, sledgehammer. Uh, Joel texted me that he was stopping at Wawa on his way home from work. Now, <laughs> did you stop for a hoagie? <laughs> yes, I did. What is your go-to? I don't. Do you, I excuse. Do you myself. have a go-to? I don't have a go-to anymore. Mm. It used to be. Uh, it's not even a hoagie of like deli meat. That's the crazy part. You get the breaded chicken strips on it. Yes. Yeah, me too. <laughs> All the time, like without fail. But this time, yeah. I went a little different. I went Italian, and mm. dare I say, and not only that, but I went cold, which I really don't ever do, on my. You hoagies. prefer a warm sandwich? Yeah, it's a nice. It's a treat for me. No, I went cold and Italian, put everything I wanted on there. Whoever that lady is at Wawa, the one that I went to, shout out to her because she stuffed the crap out of this thing. I opened it up. I'm like, did I order a shorty or a classic? Because this thing was packed of just goodies that falling right out of the, the hoagie. But I will not do that again, though. An Italian hoagie, not for me. Especially cold, not for me. But I used my, like, to crispy do chicken yeah. strips with lettuce, no tomatoes, a little bit of pickles, banana peppers. If you don't do banana peppers, you're doing it wrong. Do you do and sauce? Honey mustard and uh, you and don't do like buffalo or barbecue or any of those. No, no barbecue and honey mustard oh, okay. or spicy mustard actually. Yeah, a little cumber like that, a little bit of the red chili sauce or flakes, whatever that is. Class, and that's it. No bacon, yeah, none of that stuff. I haven't had a Wawa hook in a while. But I remember a couple of years ago they had the, uh, it was like chicken breast basically, and they would chop it into like strips. Uh huh. And, and I would get that on a roll. It was heavy, but it was it was like a chicken breast, and they would cut it, oh, and sure. I would get Parmesan cheese and Old Bay on it, oh, with like with uh, lettuce and like some sort of cheese or whatever. But the, the bread chicken strips are really good. That's probably the best thing they have right now. I usually if, go honey, honey turkey, but I, I, if not, I'll do the, uh, the bread chicken strips. 
No one likes turkey. We established this last week. Well, the lunch meat actually has like moisture in it. You're not eating, you know, sand from like the Sahara Desert. Oh my god. Almost choked on my uh my purified water here. I don't know the pH level, so don't ask me, but it's purified apparently. <laughs> um well, it's better than mine. Mine says <laughs> processed by advanced filtration and reverse osmosis technologies. It's being filled up in someone's bathtub is you know, you don't need to put all these fancy words on it. Uh, I have uh, I have target water. I have members mark waters, so I believe this is Sam's Club slash Walmart. Oh, okay, Mister buys everything in bulk. Yeah, right. Um, <laughs> well, my ingredients is purified water, calcium chloride, and sodium bicarbonate. So it's okay. not water; it's just all that other crap that's in it. It's processed crap. Mine has a choking warning on it. Mine has too. Across the label, mind you, this bottle is very thin and it's like four different choking hazards. I actually don't have any ingredients on mine. So it must not be FDA regulated. Um, either way, <laughs> we have a lot to get to tonight. Yeah, we do. Um, so do you are so do you have the mailbags? It looks like you put here that we have three mailbag questions. Yes, um, apparently do you, I do. Okay. Thing. We got a yeah. it's only been one other time, maybe two times, I guess, in the entire <laughs> show that we both have separate mailbags. You know what's weird is we share the account, the the TurnPod account, and we both have access to it, but somehow we never get questions on there. It's always text messages and or d- and a messages direct to DM, us. yeah, or or people will respond to us reposting the story. I sound like an idiot now. I just said direct DM. <laughs> well, instant messaging me. My problem is I always have my away message up. You can follow us at www. <laughs> myspace. dot com backslash turnpod. You just brought up but something you, else. You have to fill out a CAPTCHA in order to add us, though. Jesus. I remember, hit all the fire hydrants you see. Oh, oh my God. God. Dude, I hate those things because you'll see like a smidgen in one corner. I'm like, do I click my, it? My overthinking hits it like, fuck. Yeah. So it's like, like, click the one with all the stoplights. I'm like, there's definitely like a pole here. Yeah. But just because you said MySpace, before we get to the mailbag, oh, I have geez. a friend, a buddy of mine called CM Rob. That's his name. Well, <laughs> it, it stands for someone, but it's CM, right? And dude, he hit me up. I don't know how. I think he put something. Oh yeah, it was a story on Instagram. He was like, "Add me on Space Hay, whatever that is, right?" Me? Yeah, Space Hay. Let me see. Is that for farmers? Uh, uh whatever. I'm, we're trying to do video anyway. It's <laughs> it's no joke. I'll send it to you if I can. Is it like farmers only? No, it's called SpaceHay.com, and no joke, it is a sp- a spinning image of myspace.com from back in the day. No cap. And it's a real, legit social media platform. So it's like how Ross and uh, was it TJ Maxx look the same or whatever? Or Marshalls and TJ Maxx look the same, but one's red and one's blue? It's kind of like the app equivalent? Yes, but it's like legit myspace.com. Like you sign really? on. Instead of saying myspace.com, it's spacehay.com. It's oh, is, it, is it the same thing? It's just renamed? Basically. Is Tom on there? Nah, unfortunately no. He's not sitting in front of the chalkboard. He sold, uh, side to, note, uh, my, he sold to Meta. I need to change my thing to CM, Rob, because I'm always having a ca- camera malfunction on here. Um, <laughs> all right, what do you have as far as a uh, mailbag? mailbag? By the way, my mail came at like 7.30 tonight. Isn't that annoying? Scared the crap out of me. How? Because the guy always rings the doorbell when he, he leaves the mail. We have a it, mailbox. It's not like he's putting it through a mail slot on the door. You always see 
camera malfunction. He always rings the doorbell <laughs> when he puts the mail in the mailbox, and it's never because he has a package. It's just he'll be, he'll have regular mail. And I don't know anybody in this neighborhood, so nobody should be ringing my doorbell. I would have a ring cam just to make sure we do this crap but, this creep doesn't come around. But it goes off every time somebody walks their dog, so we don't even look at it. Oh no, you got to look at it. Never know, Michael Myers could be standing outside right now. Oh, good, take me. Jesus. Um. All right, mailbags. Um. I have three. It has to do with redacted. It has to do with <laughs> oh, one personally to me. And uh, your Panthers. So which one do you want to tackle? Uh, uh, Let's just go in order. All right. In order. uh, First question. I guess this is to both of us. Do you see a chance where Redacted, I like this, someone knows, someone listens to the podcast, because we don't say the name, but someone says, do you see a chance where Redacted, (laughs) number 25 of the Sixers, plays this season by the All-Star break to then be traded by the deadline? Um, I think he'll play towards close to close to the All Star break. I think that's where the trade deadline is. I don't know. Yeah, it's usually right after the All Star break. Yeah, so I think he'll play a little bit beforehand before the break. You know, get his name out of the Rich Paul and Nadell power couple out there. Yeah, what is up with that, by the way? What? I didn't know they dated until I was listening on the radio earlier and they were making fun of the idea of those two together. And I was like, I don't know what's going on. Somebody on the <laughs> radio suggested nobody in Philadelphia should buy the new Adele album. And I was like, what? I don't see the, I thought like they were trying to connect her with um, redacted. But I was like, no, she's not Australian. Like, I don't understand what's going on here. She's and it turns Rich out she, she's dating Rich Paul. Yeah. Um, How's think- that work? Rich Paul's like four foot 10, isn't he? Adele like, sees and, no no and Adele uh, is like is like tall, yeah. And beautiful. And a goddess. I don't um, even know what Adele looks like. I just know she's tall. Sweet baby Jesus. Um damn, she could probably be walking into to your to your store as you're doing an eleven hour shift trying to buy some vitamins and you wouldn't even know Adele walked in. That's gold. <laughs> yeah, some fucking creep lady says Adele. I don't know what that is. I don't, even know who had, I don't even know who my regulars are at this point because people still wear masks. And breaking news, uh, your 76ers have lost 85 Holy to 120. Smokes. All right, so the... Um, Shake Milton, leading score for the Sixers with 80. So the Jazz covered the minus 12. Crap. Um, but yeah, uh, to answer this guy's question, I'm not going to say the name. If I were to see Redacted play this season by the All-Star break, yes, to then be traded by the deadline, I think that's the move. The smart play because I can't see them holding on to him all season and then all of next season. You know, they got to get some pieces, especially if they're going to be competitive by the All Star break. Hopefully, a nice piece would be do it, especially if Dame is like, "Get me out of here." Yeah, I. If this were a yes or no question, I would just say no. I don't yeah. think he plays for the Sixers this year. Mm-hmm. Um, and the only way I see him getting traded is if a team that is in it loses a player that they consider to be a key player and wants to make a panic move. Otherwise I think he gets traded in the off season. I think he sits his entire season out a la Eric Lindros in 2000 <laughs> and just waits for the off season gets traded unless either, you know, a team gets really desperate. Oh, you know, it's bad when the Sixers just tweet out the word final. Um, <laughs> uh, unless the team gets desperate or unless, you know, the perfect deal comes about, or if, you know, if they just 
completely push the chips to the middle and say, look, we're, we just need to be traded now. Or I guess like a bad point. I don't think he plays a season for the Sixers. I don't even know if he plays a season at all. I mean, he's too busy on Twitch and playing games. It reminds me a little bit of when Porzingis was traded. Now Porzingis had a different circumstance because he was injured. But do you remember the year he got traded at the, at the deadline? He got traded to Dallas and he didn't play that season. Nope. Because I think he had a torn ACL. And then the next, Next year, there was a lot of intrigue about him playing. So I wonder if it'll be the same with Redacted. It's like he gets traded to like Indiana, and then like we don't see him the rest of the season, and then we see him next year, and it's like, ooh, that's right. He's in the league. I could see him get traded, though. And what if he gets traded to a team that he doesn't want to play for and pulls an Andrew Bynum? Just comes to Philadelphia, doesn't do really much of anything, and then leaves. I can see that. So bowling. Jesus. Before we move on, I saw a picture earlier, and it was a starting five from the Sixers Summer League in 2016. Uh-huh. Now, I want you to tell me how many of these four other players you would trade Redacted for straight up right now. So Redacted was the starting point guard. Alex Caruso was yes. the starting shooting guard. Yes. Jeremy Grant yes. was the three. Rashawn Holmes played the four. Ooh, yes. And Christian Wood played the five. 1,000%. What the fuck? How many of those? With? Yeah, they were all in the, the, the one of Sam Hickey's parting gifts was signing all these guys. Um, oh my God. But yeah, that, that was the starting five for the Sixers in the Summer League one year. And all five of those guys have gotten paid since. And some of them have gotten rings. Oh, well, Alice Caruso. Caruso has one. Yeah. Come on, man. Brutal. That's, that's gross. That's game seven worth. Nick Stauskas was on that summer league team too. God damn it. What the fuck? Um, and TJ McConnell. TJ. That little puss whip. He kills the Sixers when they play him. He's such a pain in the nuts. He, he's vendetta. He's fucking like, fuck this team. Fuck this organization. Yeah. Um, he's got good hair now. He's like aged in reverse. When he came into the league, he had like no hair. And now he's got like beautiful hair. Chia pet. Next, next question. This one's directed at me. Mm. Now that you ex- experienced, Joel, now that you experienced a Sixers game, what are the chances? <laughs> is, is this a Flyers question? Yes. What are the chances <laughs> you're back at the Wells Fargo Center, but for a Flyers game? <laughs> uh, well, I, just as I said earlier, I was going to go this Thursday to see the Lightning, but fraud happened on my card and I lost all my money so couldn't buy the tickets and by the time and it still hasn't been resolved they're still under investigation even though they really? did give me some money but that money is temporary because if they say well no fraud was actually done they'll just take that money right back and I just lost $700 to some asshole in, in the UK Brutal. but uh yeah I was gonna go but tickets are a little bit much and I think my plans have changed I think I'm just gonna go up north yeah. to North Jersey but yeah because she's a hockey girl and I like the Wells Fargo Center. I got the bug of just going to sporting events now, especially uh, Philadelphia-related. I yeah. like it. I'm trying to buy a, a nice Flyers hoodie or jacket because it's cold in the at Wells Fargo. It's cold when the when the hockey's on, too, because they got to keep it cold enough because the, there's ice. Uh, I thought because, you know, people you know fall asleep. So I thought, you know. <laughs> I like to fall asleep in the, in the cold and in the heat. Um, also, speaking of jerseys, I yes. did today buy my Embiid 2021-2022 City Edition jersey for 75 bucks, dude. 
for 75 bucks. They should have made it 76. Oh, that would have been perfect, right? <laughs> but the breaking news is when I made the purchase, it said three to seven days. I was like, oh, all right, cool. Then it's like, oh, December 10. All right, cool. Then literally before we hit record, I check it. December 21st. Watch that thing. will carry into January. Mark my words. I'll never have my NBA jersey. I'll yeah. get one from China. Yeah, we talked about it before we started recording. Um, I ordered a redacted jersey the night he got drafted in 2016 or whatever it was, or 15. I don't know what year it was. Uh, whatever year he got drafted. I think it was wasted. Yeah, I drafted. I got um, I got a redacted jersey the night he got drafted. And, and it didn't ship until like mid to late August. And he mm-hmm. got drafted in what, June? So yeah. uh, fanatics can suck sometimes. That's terrible. It did say that on the website, though. It did say there would be a shipping delay. I don't know if it said it for you when you bought yours. It didn't. Otherwise, I'd probably... They probably haven't even made them yet. Don't say that. Don't say that. Or they're sitting on a ship somewhere. But uh, to answer her question, yes, there's a good chance I'll be at a Flyers game. Now, will it be the next time I go to the Fargo Center be a hockey game? Probably not. But never know. Well, the Sixers are a way for like another month it feels like jesus they have like what five more road games and then we got thanksgiving coming up and everything that west coast run ends with the golden state warriors do you work black friday because there's always a flyers game on black friday like three o'clock nah i'm off thursday friday there you go you might have it maybe that'll be the day you go what a genius i think they play boston this year come with i work on black friday i work retail Hire some donkey off the street. This guy's at yeah. Wawa soliciting people for coins. You can get. We, we were trying. Nobody wanted to work for a little while. <laughs> Jesus. All right. Um, last question. Looks like it's going to be directed to you, Rob, I guess, because oh, heavily Panthers question. But does PJ Walker have the worst luck? Question mark. <laughs> Would have been the starter for the season, but then the team signs Cam Newton, who balls out. Do you see? Yeah. Do you see Darnold? Sam Darnold. And PJ Walker elsewhere next season? Question mark. Uh, well, to answer the first part, I think Darnold will be on a different team next year. Okay. I uh, unless PJ wants to leave, I think PJ is welcome to stay because Matt Rule likes him. Uh, did Cam really ball out, or did he just score two touchdowns? So he was three for four for eight yards and a touchdown. He only carried the ball three times. Yeah, whatever. He he made an impact for sure. sure. I, I mean, I, compared so to Cam, the Patriots run. Yeah, Cam supposedly is taking the first team reps in practice this week, according to Matt Rule. Uh, PJ's never really had a chance in the NFL. Whether or not he deserves one remains to be seen, but he looks really good in the XFL. He was pretty good for Temple when they were like actually good for a little while. Um, stepped in last year for Teddy, this year for Sam. I, I don't know. PJ Walker does have pretty rotten luck, but he's good enough that he'll be in the, in the league at least. I hope it doesn't discourage Maybe him. it's a good thing, though. I mean, Chase Daniel is still in the league. He's probably taken, what, like 50 total snaps, and he's made plenty of money. Backup quarterback's like the perfect gig. Yeah. Backup quarterback's the best gig in football because your your physical health is not compromised, and you're you're still making good money, and you're going to be relied on at some point. Everybody loves the backup. On the screen, it says Animaniacs. Oh, whatever. Just switch to Harry Potter. Uh, Yeah, I think he has rotten luck, but yeah, I would think Darnold is out, paid all that money for this man. He balled out the very first two, three games, and Rob was all on the Kool-Aid, and then look at it. He led the NFL in rushing touchdowns at one point. Yeah, look how the mighty have fallen. 
Yeah. Send Arnold seeing ghosts even in Carolina. Well, he's going to be seeing doctors for the next few weeks because he's injured right now. So, um, now, do you think Cam will keep this up, or do you think it was just a flash in the pan? Oh, he'll keep it up. He it's like so? he, yeah, because once you're with the Patriots and Bill Belichick, it's like your entire personality becomes bland, and you're restricted, and you have to do the Patriots yeah. way. Once you leave, you spread your wings a little bit more. Look at Tom Brady having being drunk, no, all over the place in in Tampa. This man's having the best time of his life in his mid forties. Now I'm skipping ahead a little bit. I don't mean to do this. I mean, we can just jump but into I'm pretty the sure. Segment. Oh, I'm skipping ahead. So Carolina plays Washington this weekend, and that's the Ron Rivera versus Carolina game for the first time. I wonder if that's a horrible idea to let Cam start that game. Where? Because Washington is it's in Carolina, but Washington is coming off a huge win against uh, Tampa Bay. Uh, if you listened to the podcast last week, you probably made money because I told you to take uh, Washington. <laughs> um, but, but it's Ron Rivera, really good defensive head coach. Granted, he's without Chase Young. Uh, get well soon. But Cam, do you think that they should start him this week? Or do you think they should do what they did and then maybe reevaluate after the Thanksgiving weekend? No, you go. I mean, you go, Cam. go Cam. That Robbie Anderson loves him. He's like glued to the hip now to Cam Newton. Your boy Robbie Anderson is a Big slut. Fan. Is a slut. I thought he would benefit more from PJ because they play together in college, but I guess that doesn't really matter in the NFL. Well, if you don't give PJ any chances, he can't really get that opportunity. Yeah, there. PJ looked good though when he played. He's a good quarterback. He's he better than he gets credit for. And he was good in the XFL and he was decent in college. He just hasn't really gotten a real shot in the NFL. But he's, good for them. They beat the Cardinals. He's better than Nate Sudfeld. I'll tell you that yeah. much. I don't even have a team Suds he's on right now. Good. He's better than Matt Barkley. But uh let's just go right into week ten review, man. I know that's oh, a boy. shot at Barkley. <laughs> All right. So <sighs> week ten. This was a rough one. Uh, Joel went five, eight, and one. All right. Uh, when we do the um, the percentages, the the tie is not going to. Um, so ties when we do the the weekly picks, and then any pushes in the TTP segment, we're just going to count as nothing. So the tie does not factor into the percentage here. Joel is now eighty five, sixty four, and one on the season. Still very good, fifty seven point oh five percent. Take that, losers. Two and one of the TTP. Yeah. <laughs> Two and one of the TTP. Twelve and fifteen overall, forty four point four four percent. I was nine and four, nine, four and one, 102 and 47, uh, 68%, two and one, 19 and 11, and then 63% on the TTP total. Um, in the TTP, I had the Titans laying three and a half, or actually laying three to the Saints. Did you see any of this? Because this oh. was infuriating. Dude, I'm at work, bro. <laughs> I, I, well, I mean, I after the fact. No, nah, I haven't. So, this is probably the worst beat of the week. Um, so <laughs> the Titans were minus three at home, minus uh-huh. two and a half at home, depending on where you look and when you got it. It was anywhere from two and a half to three and a half at home against the Saints. Uh, the woulda, coulda, shoulda Saints were down by eight with about a minute left. They score a touchdown. They pull within two. So oh, fuck. they are now covering the plus two and a half, plus three or plus three and a half. They went for two, which I kind of needed to push that game to overtime. Yeah. So that a field goal or a touchdown wins it for me. And they didn't get the two. So New Orleans covered and they lost by two. Get um, the fuck out of here. So that was what kept me from going three and oh in TTP for the second consecutive week. The football um, gods were on my side this time. <laughs> yeah. Um I can't take a loss have... overall and then you hit three and all in the TTP. Yeah. Never live so it down. <laughs> we tied the TTP at least. Uh, so you were correct about the Bills 
Uh, you laid 15, 13, you could have laid 113. I would have covered it against the Jets. Let's go. Um, <laughs> you were right about Washington. And then the third one, I forget what that was. Um, the uh, What you call it? Dude, I had it. I don't, I don't remember, remember what it was. Uh, but oh, my, Seattle. Seattle, oh, plus Seattle plus three. Seattle plus three. And yeah, they, they got, yeah, they got trounced. Uh, and then myself, I was correct about New England minus two. They could have been minus 42. That would have been fine. Um, Washington was my actual dog because I picked him. And then, uh, of course, Tennessee burned me. So we tied. Uh, what's your biggest takeaway from week 10? If any. Um, definitely the Eagles. I mean, they look pretty good. Devontae Smith, excuse me, balling out, especially covered on certain teammates back then. Um, the Lions, bro. What in God's name? Without Ben Roethlisberger, you can't even manage to get the win. How bad hard, is, but yeah. Damn. How bad is Dwayne Haskins that they stuck with um, not Kyle Rudolph, uh, Mason Rudolph, and are they are preparing to stick with him next week? That's how bad. <laughs> That's how bad it is. Jared yeah. Goff, bro. Goff is terrible. I feel bad for the Lions. Hopefully, they're able to get a quarterback in the draft. Hey, well, I mean, not to jump ahead, but Howie Roseman over there looking at uh, quarterbacks. Yeah. I think Hurts is on the market. Um, I don't want any of those quarterbacks. I uh, like. There's a lot of things that's happened, but. Uh, Chase Young, just like you mentioned, prayers up for him. But that defense looks pretty good. Always been good. Yeah. Shut down the Bucks. Cam Newton, as he said himself, he's back. Um, Cleveland look, took like a, a complete dump. Uh, the Rams as well took. A, it was just like I said in the rundown, a wild week. Probably like second or third week in a row of just like uh, head scratches. Rob, what happened here? Yeah. This team lost to this team? What? But you go with hunches, right? So my biggest takeaway is the NFC wildcard race and the NFC playoff race in general. It's really wide open. Um, so the, the wild card is – so the divisions are kind of – they are with the – Green Bay is going to run away with the uh, the North. Dallas is probably going to win the East. Tampa's only a game and a half up on Carolina in the South. And Dallas – I'm sorry, um, Arizona's only a game up on the Rams. But – and, and New Orleans is only a game out of first in their division. So New Orleans is five and four. Carolina's five and five. The next four teams, I'm sorry, the next three teams in the standings are all four and five. And then there's a four and six team. So Minnesota, San Francisco, Atlanta, Philadelphia, all right on the outside of the wild card race looking in. So you got six, seven teams kind of fighting for those three wild card spots. And two of those wild card teams could win their division. So the NFC is pretty wide open. That's my biggest takeaway after week 10. It's just how wide open the NFC really is. NFC, man, it's competitive. I said yeah. it in the very beginning, that West, looking real nice. Looking real nice. Except for you know, the beating that the uh, Seattle Seahawks took with a returning Russell Wilson, too. Yeah, he looks rusty, but that's for good reason. I mean, he hasn't played in a while. But shutout worthy, Rusty? That's kind of uh, scary right there. The Packers come back. The Packers had some momentum with Rodgers back. I don't really look to. I don't think the Seattle Seahawks are any good. They haven't been the same since they paid Russ because they don't have any money to invest in that defense anymore. And they have, you know, fake good players on the defense like Quandre Diggs and Jamal Adams. Uh, you're being too nice. They weren't the same since uh, 
they didn't give Marshawn Lynch the ball at the one. Well, yeah, yeah that was a, since then. It's the last time they were in the Super Bowl. Hmm. Coincidence? I don't think not. Yeah. So, Cam Newton's back scored a touchdown 3-1. Are the Panthers a threat to win the South? They're only a game and a half out. Tampa Bay just looked really bad against Washington. But they've been looking bad to teams that they should beat. It's happened, like, I think yeah. once or twice already. Yeah, the Eagles hung around in their game against them. That too. Uh, the, the the Patriots game was close for no apparent reason. Right? Yeah, I don't like, know. We saw the line. We're like, oh, this is easy money. No, yeah, it wasn't. Minus seven against both teams, I'm pretty sure. I think less than Eagles that, and the Patriots. But, uh, uh... And they lost to Trevor Simeon. Oh my God! Up and down, all the, you know, between them and the Chiefs, up and down. I wonder if the COVID off season has anything to do with it. Because last off season was weird. This off season was kind of different. That those were the two teams that played the furthest into the season. You know, so I wonder if there's anything to that. Yeah, right. I mean, I think this question should be instead of are the Panthers a threat to win the South? I think are the Bucks a threat to win the South? Because Panthers look like they're getting right now. A little healthy. Yeah. McCaffrey's there. Cam is back. You got PJ Walker, a capable quarterback. So if they want to ease in Cam or use him as packages, I mean, there's possibilities for these uh, Panthers and Robbie Anderson. Like he has an actual yeah. capable quarterback now for the first and time. Don't sleep on the Aints. Uh, New Orleans looks like they're in it too. Um, no we'll find genius. out. We'll find out if they're any good this weekend when they play the Eagles. But that'll be actually be a pretty good test for them. Um, but New Orleans. Lost to Tennessee last week. It, it's a weird it, – it's weird. The extra game at the end of the season certainly doesn't help either because that just gives teams a longer chance to stick around. Yeah. The one thing I would have preferred, though, is I think if the if the trading deadline were maybe two or three weeks further – because what the trade deadline was like two or three weeks ago, right? Yeah. If it were like closer to Thanksgiving or closer to the end of November, I think that would help because I think teams are still figuring out whether they're in it or trying to get out of it. And I think that would give you more teams willing to sell pieces if you wait a little longer and also more injuries and everything. So and the, uh, it would be a better picks. chance for guys to get traded. Yeah. And also the draft picks will be worth more as the season progresses. Then you'll know like, oh, this team's not doing so well. It's going to be a higher pick, you know. It'll be more valuable. Yeah, plus the college season will have progressed a little bit further. So you have more of a read on all the prospects. <laughs> True that, true that. Um, uh, and as we skip over now to another team, those Lions, Lions, Lions. We already met, <laughs> mentioned it, Dwayne Haskins, Mason Rudolph, and Jerry Goff. Is Goff a career backup in the future? Because not looking good going from number one overall with the Rams looking like he can't be the the man. With that offense, ships to Detroit and can't win a game. Not for lack of trying, but can't win a game. Yeah, he's not very good. Um, the Lions look like well, they they evaded the first ever zero and seventeen season. They were able to get out of the way of that. Zero sixteen and one is still on the table though. Goff doing himself no favors. Granted, he's not exactly you know surrounded by the talent that he was in L.A., but I don't know. I just don't. See it with him. You see a career backup? Probably. I mean, he could be like a 
a spot starter here and there, but I mean, like, what a, what's really different between him and like Mike Glennon? Yeah, right. I mean, or Trubisky. Kind of, I mean, Trubisky's already kind of filling that role for the Bills. So, I mean, what's to stop Goff from doing that? Yeah, that's true. I mean, it's mean spirited question, but yeah. it needs to be asked. And how fortunate are the Eagles that uh, the Rams went up and picked Goff, and then here we go and get Wentz, but we don't have Wentz, but. What a bizarre quarterback draft. Yeah. Right. The, uh, so the first three quarterbacks off the board were Jared Goff, Carson Wentz, Paxton Lynch, and the best quarterback was a third rounder in Dak Prescott. Nasty. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy. I, was Garoppolo? No, Garoppolo had already been drafted by then, right? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know who uh, I'm thinking of. There were definitely other quarterbacks that draft. Brutal. Uh, Washington football team showed us a little something this past week. Uh, Chase Young, I believe it's a torn ACL. Uh, well wishes to him. And uh, we have two of a a recurring thing that we have yet to name. Yeah, right. We're going to call this the RGGRG, the, uh, the Rob Grable Get Right game. Ooh. The Eagles got right and the Chiefs got right this past week. Finally. Finally for the Chiefs. You were saying Chiefs finally like look like the Chiefs. Weeks. <laughs> the beginning of that game, it felt like Vegas actually had a little bit of momentum. Crowd was into it. They got a couple stops. You're like, oh my God, this is going to be a, a close game. And then the Chiefs just blew the doors off the, the Raiders. I mean, I, I wish I could see the game, see the highlights, but. Did you at least see Deshaun Jackson? No, I heard about a fumble, though. Oh my goodness. He, he caught a, uh, a deep ball from Carr and then just like fumbled it with no cause. Like it just happened. Like oh he, he like God. ran the wrong way and the ball flew out of his hands. It was absurd. I think he's there to sabotage the Raiders. <laughs> Carr, you're not a capable quarterback. And whoever you are as the interim head coach, look what you've done. Discipline. Bye. Brutal. Uh, that's brutal. But uh, I can't wait to hear more about this segment on our Friday's episode, the RGGRG segment, the Rob Grable's Get Right Game of the Week. Um, do you want to talk about the Eagles or do you want to, you know, dive into it or do you want to just skip into Thursday night football preview? Uh, so the Eagles, I'm planning to dive into a little bit further on Friday. However, um, did, were you encouraged by Devonte Smith, Very uh, Boston so. Scott, a couple different guys? Yeah. I was yeah. encouraged by the run. Sirianni finally is running the ball. Yeah. See what happens when you run the ball? The offense clicks offense. And the passing game opens up as well. And Hertz isn't running for his life. Yeah, I so I have a couple deep diving questions. Go for prepared it. Prepared for Friday's episode. Oh, okay. So we're gonna I'm gonna shelve those for now. But you know, the offense looked pretty good. First half might have been the best half of Hertz's season to this point. I think in the second half he only attempted three passes and one was the interception. So let's pump the brakes a little bit. But Sirianni, I think, at least has shown us something. And Gannon did a decent job on defense. Everybody was calling for him to go. Yeah. Right. Uh, but, you know, I'm not going to say he's a lock to be here, but I mean, at the very least, he showed a little something. But Sirianni, I've been very encouraged by his game plans the last few weeks. Granted, I know they haven't really played the toughest of competition. This Sunday is going to be a very big test for them. It's the Jalen Hurts anniversary game yeah, for right. his first NFL start. Um, the Saints are coming in sputtering a little bit. That's going to be an interesting game. Um, 
very interested. Do you think Sirianni is doing, you know, do you think Sirianni's job was ever in jeopardy to begin with? No. Yeah. Because they went and picked him out when they could have picked somebody else. Or, yeah, I think that or, you got to give a coach two years at least. Yeah. Especially with that loophole of this isn't my quarterback. Yeah, and, and his seat might have been lukewarm at best, but at the very least he's cooled it off lately. Yeah. And I'm not I'm not going to tell you, you know, he's a great coach or anything, but he's done a little bit better job the last few weeks. I think uh, Miles Sanders will be playing this Sunday or is close to playing yeah. eventually in one of these upcoming weeks. So I would be so they have to a, see how they incorporate him with Scott and Howard yep. because he was the yeah. leading feature back and he wasn't really used. So now that he's being using the running game, I want to see how they do the three-headed monster with yep. Hurts as well as a capable running quarterback and as well. They're going to have a tough decision to make too because you deactivate Gainwell for game day. Uh, so that you don't have four backs on the roster heading into a game. I mean, I would have four backs and just deactivate JJ Arcea Whiteside. Yeah, well, he got <laughs> hurt the other day. He got hurt Sunday, uh, and Greg Gumbel, who is um, so Greg Gumbel did the play-by-play. He, when he announced uh, JJ got hurt, announced him as a tight end. So these announcers don't even know who he is. Jesus, Christ. they just know he's a special teamer. Um, Get him off the team. And do, do you make anything of um we, we touched on this briefly last episode? We'll touch on it briefly here. Uh do you make anything do you make anything of uh how he's scouting quarterbacks this past weekend? One thousand percent. Kenny Pickett of Pitt and then and Sam Howell of UNC. For one thousand percent. Either he's doing the long game of you know showing his hand, quote unquote hand to other teams to yeah. move up. Like, hey, we want him too, or we want to get the number one pick, or whatever pick, you know, the Eagles don't have. To get that quarterback, so the Eagles get some uh, stock, but uh, yeah, it's all it's all a chess game here in the NFL. So. Yeah, if I was hurt, I'd I be, actually like, disrespected a little bit. I actually think it's smokescreen. I don't think he is devoted to picking either of these quarterbacks, and he might be trying to entice a team to trade up. That's what I'm saying. I don't. I also don't think either of them are any good. Sam Howell's fine. Kenny Pickett's. Meh. I said last episode, it's Matt Corral or Jalen Hurts next year. They're the only two quarterbacks I'm interested in having leading this team. Or, or I guess Minshew, but even then, <laughs> I don't even want Rodgers, Carr, or Wilson, because those guys are going to cost so much money that you're going to be back to square one. You're not going to have anything. You're not going to have any picks. You're not going to have any money. So Just give me TJ Watt. Make it that work. guy's motor, man. He can do anything with that motor. Yeah, he's motoring in the emergency room right now because he's injured now. <laughs> um, oh, man. Thursday um, Night Football. So yes. This is in two nights instead yes. of not tomorrow. So in two nights, uh, the Patriots at the Falcons. I believe this is the first matchup between these teams in since the Super Bowl. It, it might be. I might. I'm, I got to be wrong because it was 2016. Now they would have played by now against each other, but either way, um, Patriots Falcons. Patriots are currently minus six and a half, coming off a massive victory against the Browns. Over under is 47. Feels like a lot of games this week are right in the middle of the 40s. So I would take the under um, here. What's your initial smash. read? I would smash this, that spread. My read is uh, it's like a trap game for the Patriots. I think the Falcons will uh, get right finally <laughs> in this game. They've been just spiraling out of control. Matt Ryan, uh, <laughs> I feel bad for him, but ever since week one when we put that that cover art for our <laughs> first podcast in lay on the ground. Yeah. So I can picture him 
Anytime I, I hear the Falcons yeah. play. I think um, I would go under also. I think it's going to be a big game for Mac Jones. It's going to be an offensive shootout probably. Um, but don't be surprised if the Falcons make it close. But I have the Patriots winning big, well over the six and a half. I would say I'm, nine and a half, maybe ten and a half. I'm going to go with the under here because I think you're going to see a lot of Ramondre uh, Stevenson, Patriots running back. Mm-hmm. Um, another note, anybody out there in fantasy needs a running back, Ramondre Stevenson. Just ran for 100 plus yards against the Browns. Um, also, Cordero Patterson, Mike Davis. I think the Falcons will try to use the run. So, the more you're running, the more the clock's going to run. I don't expect either team to really light it up. Rookie quarterback in a short week. I don't think they're going to do anything exotic with the you know the game plan. Yeah. And Matt Ryan's older, short week for an old guy is probably not very good either. Um, I think it'll be, I don't know, I think it'll be close. They got to keep these, um, national TV games close because they're the only game on. So I would probably take the points if I'm... So we're on a little bit of an opposite side here. I'll probably take the six and a half. I think it'll grow by the time the game starts. So I think it'll be closer to seven. That's what I'm saying. I'll smash... Like, that's easy money right there, six and a half. Yeah, I'll take that all day. Um, The total, I'd probably hit under. Probably hit under. I, I would go under. Um, so who who do you think is going to win that game? Patriots. Patriots? Yeah. I'm going to go Patriots also. Is that a lock? I wouldn't lock it in. I think the Falcons very well could win that game, but I, I'm going to take the points because I think it'll be close. I think I've been 0-3 in the last three weeks on Thursday Night Football. I don't even know. I definitely got last week wrong. I just know because every time I do the graphics for uh, the Sundays, and I'll include the Thursday night, I'll put – Whatever team I picked on Thursday next to it is a clown face. Got to look. That's right, didn't you? Because you had the Jets beating the Colts, and then I had the Bengals um, winning as well, and they took crap as well. Yeah, I can't. Yeah. So I'm gonna go uh, Patriots. I don't think they cover, and you have Patriots covering. I'll add that to the caveat. Cool. All right, All Rob. Right. Now we're on to the baseball. Yes. Explain the, your sport. The 2022, bleh, 2022. Season is upon us, Rob. What do you have for opening day? No, I'm kidding. Uh, uh, um, I don't even know what team. So actually, a couple of pieces of news. Um, go ahead. Noah Syndergaard signing a one-year contract with the Los Angeles Angels of Anaheim. For um, real? Another, yeah, another Four? big free agent. Yeah, another free agent going to go there to die. And Jose Barrios just signed a seven-year contract with the Toronto Blue Jays. I like, now, I like your accent that you threw on there. I, I, I don't I can't roll my R's. Uh, but Jose uh-huh. Barrios was he actually leads, I'm pretty sure he leads the major leagues and starts uh-huh. uh the last four seasons. Damn. So healthy boy. So his durability has actually been pretty underrated. The last four years, he's actually second in um actually I'm sorry, he's third. No, that's one, two, three. No, that's fourth. Okay. So Aaron Nola, the last four years, actually, coincidentally, leads the major leagues and starts with 111 in the last four years. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, Luis Castillo of the Reds is second at 109, and then Jose Barrios and Patrick Corbin are both tied for third with 108. Um, Barrios is third in batters faced in the last four years behind only Aaron Nola and Zach Wheeler. So interesting connection there, but he has been very, very durable, which actually is more concerning to me than anything. Because he's been so durable, I'm almost expecting him to get hurt. Tommy John. Uh, but he is, 
he's electric and he's a very good arm and I'm excited to see what he can do for the Blue Jays moving forward. Um, but yeah, Thor going to the Angels helps that rotation a lot. Takes a little bit of um, a little bit of pressure off of Otani. And they boy. desperately needed they needed more arms in that rotation, like nobody's business. So hopefully they can stay healthy for the love of God. I mean, if they sign Anthony Rendon, he couldn't stay healthy. Trout was out last year. Who knows how long Otani can keep this up? Joe Adele looked like a, a nightmare in 2020. He looked a little bit better last year, but <laughs> we'll see what happens. What's worrying about me is worrying about that whole thing is the one year signing. Yeah. So he actually took so he turned down the qualifying offer, which is like 17 million. And then he got like a little bit more than that in a one year offer. So the, uh, the bats will get a, a comp compensatory pick in the second round of next year's draft from the angels in exchange for Thor signing with the angels. But that player probably wouldn't have made the major leagues until like 2026. Anyway, Trout would be in his mid four, uh, mid thirties by then. So the angels got to find a way to surround Trout and Otani with players at this point. I'm sorry, I couldn't help but think that uh, I just have a, a third L, and that is the Mets. Fans. <laughs> it it, it kind of sucks. So four or five years ago, the Mets fans would have, and and, the, and myself included, not as a Mets fan, but just a baseball fan, probably terrified of the potential rotation the Mets could run out there yeah, between was, DeGrom, DeGrom Syndergaard, Harvey, uh, Stephen Matz, Matz, and then... Um, Zach Wheeler. Wheeler's on the Phillies now. Harvey is bagging groceries. Thor is on the Angels. Mads is in Toronto. These guys are all over the place. DeGrom is still there, but he was injured, of course. Um, but it's crazy how quickly things can change in, in baseball. Uh, Manny Pena also signing a contract with the Braves today. Ooh. A little under-the-radar backup catcher signing. Anything like so. these Braves do or the Cardinals do, keep your eye on it. They, or you got to replace... Got to replace Freddie Freeman somehow. Um, Man, he turned down that offer. He's like, no. Nah. So, so the manager of the year was actually announced today. Um, Cy Young is going to be Wednesday. And then what? what is MVP? Thursday? Thursday is the MVP. Okay. So I'm going to read off the resumes for all the Cy Young Award candidates. And I want you to give me your pick for each one of them. Okay. So I gathered a little bit. I did a little bit of research. Um, the NL Cy Young Awards down to Corbin Burns of the Brewers, Max Scherzer of the uh, the Dodgers via the Nationals, now and Zach Wheeler of the Phillies. Yes. Now for this Cy, I'm I'm assuming it's taking into account both teams that he played for. But would you just do the majority uh, for Scherzer? Yeah, like would you do national? So, since so baseball is weird. Baseball is weird. If he were traded from the National League to the American League, they would only consider his like American League stats. But I uh, guess because he stayed in the NL, they don't really care. Although I do have a little bit of a um, a distinct like a distinguishing factor here. So here, Corbin Burns, um, he had a two point four three ERA and a one point six three FIP, which is FIP, which is fielding independent pitching which is basically strikeouts, home runs, walks, the three things pitchers can control. Gotcha. So you're not relying on defense or anything. So that the lower that number, the better, obviously. Those were both lowest in the majors. Um, he had a 35, yeah, 35.6% um, strikeout rate. That was the highest in the majors among starters. 5.2% walk rate was the third lowest. He allowed a uh, 199 opponent's batting average. 
and he actually had the lowest barrel percentage in baseball, 1.8 barrels per plate appearance. Um, so that's his resume. He had the fewest innings pitched, I think, of the three mm. National League finalists. Max Scherzer had a 2.46 ERA and a 2.07 FIP in 179 of the third innings pitched. A 198 ERA in 68 innings for the Dodgers. Made his Dodgers debut on August 4th and had a 2.9 uh, fan graphs war in that time span, which led the majors from that point forward. Meanwhile, Zach Wheeler on the Phillies, 213 in the third innings pitch, led the majors, fifth in the entire in the entire league, Major League Baseball, the 278 ERA. He had a 7.3 F war, mm-hmm. which is second only to Corbin Burns. Led the National League in strikeouts with 247. Tied for the Major League lead in both complete games with three and shutouts with two. So they all have a pretty good, um, I guess, sample here. Wheeler had the most innings pitched, the most strikeouts. Scherzer was dominant down the stretch and it was good for two teams. Corbin Burns had the lowest ERA and lowest FIP in baseball. So it's kind of what whatever you prefer is kind of where you're uh, – your loyalty will lie here. So who is your pick? Now, before I make my pick, is there a for sure winner or would overall in general speaking as a baseball fan and you who follows the sport, would you be satisfied with either three or is it more like, all right, I can see where you went there. Or is it like, there's a clear cut number one here. It's just a matter if baseball does it. So I, I'm going to guess that Scherzer is probably the favorite. Uh-huh. I think if any one of those three won it, I don't, I mean, there would obviously be a little bit of an argument, but I don't think you can't justify it. It's not like, um, so not to jump around, but American League MVP is Otani, Guerrero, and Simeon. If Marcus Simeon wins, nobody's going to believe it. But if Otani or Guerrero wins, <laughs> you're going to be fine. Um, I'm gonna actually going to look and see if I can find odds. That's hilarious. Um, well, to answer your question, I would have Zach Wheeler, and that's not a a homer pick, but leading the majors in in innings pitched, you're fifth in the entire league with your ERA. You trail your other Cy Young candidate in FWAR, right? You lead your league yes. in strikeouts with 247, I believe, and you are tied. For the lead, league lead in complete games and shutouts. Zach Wheeler is my pick. So Wheeler, I think, I, I think it honestly should be. Scherzer is the sexy pick. I think it should be either Scherzer or Wheeler. I understand Burns had, a, had the numbers, but he did it with a smaller body of work. Yeah. How many, how many batters did you face? How many outs did you get? And how many runs did you give up? Wheeler's fifth in the majors in earned run average and, and led league in innings pitched. So if you want to go on workload, it's him. So he's more cumulative. However, Scherzer was a little bit more dominant than he was. I think I think it's going to be Scherzer. I would probably give it to Wheeler because I think body of work matters and he had a little bit larger body of work. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Uh, Burns, however, was dominant just in a shorter time span than uh, than Scherzer. His ERA was also barely lower than Scherzer's, although his FIP was almost a, a half point lower. Uh, that, it's definitely going to be interesting. Leading the league in strikeout percentage and having the third lowest walk rate is also very impressive. 
Mm-hmm. Um, now the American League one is going to be tough. Um, so Garrett Cole, three point two three ERA, two point nine two FIP, one hundred eighty one and a third innings pitched, thirty three point five percent strikeout rate, led the American League. He was second in Fangraphs WAR to only Nathan Avaldi in the American League. The man who sniped him. Yeah. <laughs> um, he also came up small in the playoffs. Uh, Lance Lynn had the fewest, so he's similar to Burns, and then he had the fewest innings pitch of the three candidates. He had 157, 269 ERA, 3.32 FIP, led the American League in FIP, um, 27% K percentage, 7% walk percentage, and then uh, 207 opponents batting average. He was fourth in F war in the American League among pitchers. And then Robbie Ray. Um, so the, the Jays kind of struck gold. They signed yeah. Robbie Ray and Marcus Simeon each to one year contracts. Uh, 284 ERA, 193 innings pitched, led the American League in both 32% uh, strikeout rate, only behind Cole. And the 6.9% nice walk rate was the lowest of his career. In July and August, he only had a 186 ERA, 89 strikeouts, and 72 innings in 11 starts. So another guy down the stretch pitched well. Who would you give it to of those three? Hmm. I would give it to, again, it, this goes with the sexy pick, Garrett Cole, a Yankee, right? I believe it will be Robbie Ray. I would give it to Robbie Ray. Oh, yeah. But uh, I think it will be Garrett Cole. See? Sexy pick. So I, think, so I think it'll be Scherzer. I want to give it to Wheeler. I think it will be Cole. I want to give it to Robbie Ray. And you said that baseball usually gets it right. With these baseball is good about the awards and usually getting things pretty close to right. There's never an instance where, um, what was the year where Marcus all won defensive player of the year, but he wasn't even like on first team all defense. Mm-hmm. And then there was all those years where LeBron had a chance to win MVP, but they gave it to other guys instead. Like, it's not like other sports where narrative is really the controlling factor, but it's, um, Oh, wow. How about this? Uh, breaking news. Uh-oh. Starting December 5th, Staples Center is now going to be renamed Crypto.com Arena. Yo, don't say, are you serious? <laughs> Crypto.com yeah. Arena. I just got a Twitter alert. Oh my goodness. Yeah. I just um, got the same thing. But yeah, baseball oh, does Christmas. a pretty good job of getting the awards right. Um, so... You think it's going to be? Um, you think it, it'll be Cole, or you think it'll be Ray? I think it'll be Ray. Mm-hmm. I'm going with Ray. Okay. All, all, the way. all right. So Thursday. So we will recap these on Friday. Thursday, the uh, American League and National League MVP awards will be announced. Um, here's the resume for all the MVP candidates. National League MVP, Bryce Harper led the. Majors in OPS, uh, 1044. Weighted runs created plus at 170. Uh, 100 is, I believe, league average. Um, he was sixth in the National League in home runs with 35. And he had the third highest walk rate in the majors at 16.7. And that's Juan Soto led. That's it. Yep. Dude, that's it. Chalk <laughs> it up. That's it. We're done. Uh, Juan Soto. Ironically, none of the three guys that are nominated made the playoffs. Uh, uh, Juan Soto led the majors in walk rate at 22.2. He's the youngest to do it back-to-back years since Ted Williams. 
Uh, he was third in OPS at 999 and tied Harper with a 6.6 F war, which was second only to Trey Turner, who is not even a finalist. <laughs> yeah. Meanwhile, Fernando Tatis Jr., he played 130 games to the fewest of the three, led the National League somehow in home runs with 42, third in steals with 25. 611 slugging percentage was lower than Harper, but he led the NL in isolated power at 328. So he was more productive as far as power goes than any of the other two. Um, who do you think it'll be? Who do you want it to be? I know you want it to be Harper. I want it as to do be I. Harper. I think it'll be Fernando Tatis Jr. He's the young guy. And as uh, his uh, teammate, I can't think of his name, that they were fighting. They had a little jaw. Uh, Manny Machado. Did, didn't we make that our cover art once? I think so. I think, I think so, so too. Um, that he said he's the best player in, in baseball. In baseball. Well, he's wrong. He's wrong oh, because Bryce that. Harper is. Oh, I know. <laughs> trust, trust, trust me. But with that, you know, he's a likable guy. He's young, and he led the homers. I mean, yeah, led homers in the league. Yeah, I would think Fernando Tatis. Yeah, he's the flashy pick. He's the kid. He's the one that everybody wants to win MVP. Yeah. I, I actually think it'll be Harper. I, I, I'm not saying this because I'm a Philly guy, but I think it will be Harper. I hope it is Harper. Um, so you think it'll be Tatis, you want it to be Harper? Yeah. This is probably MVP, both of them. I think the award winner will be the same person I want. Harper, I want to win, and Harper, I think, will win. And then American League, um, Vladimir Guerrero Jr. just had an amazing season. He almost won the Triple Crown. 311, 401, 601 was the slash line. Second highest OPS in the majors. Uh, led the league in majors with 48 uh, home runs, 15% strikeout rate. Only two players had more plate appearances than him, so he was durable, played the, pretty much the entire season. And his average exit velocity was third in the majors at 95.1 miles an hour. Shohei Otani, two-way, obviously, third in the majors with 46 home runs, fifth in the American League in steals at 26. He had a 5.1 war as a hitter. 130 innings pitched, 3.51 FIP. His 29% strikeout percentage was 11th in the majors. He was worth, uh, oh, he, I'm sorry, he was a th- uh, exactly three wins as a pitcher, so a three war, totaling 8.1 war, which was the most in Major League Baseball by a pretty good margin. And then Marcus Simeon uh, definitely deserves to be recognized because of the season he had, yeah. but he's unfortunately just the um, the third wheel on this one 265 334 538 slash line he actually tied soto and harper with a 6.6 war fourth in the american league with 45 homers at 15 steals sixth best defensive second baseman in baseball with seven outs above average that is according to baseball savant uh four or five years ago he was actually one of the worst shortstops defensively in baseball and he's really turned his career around defensively so who do you think it'll be who do you want it to be if this is comeback player of the year then yeah marcus seaman uh or simeon whatever <laughs> oh boy. And I said come back too. What is that with Lantanja? Um <laughs> Um, what you call it? Um Vladdy I think Vladdy I would give it a sh- Otani. Like you don't, you have, you don't see that. You do not see that. And we might never see it again because they won't let pitchers hit anymore. Get the fuck. Oh, then yeah, Otani. Yeah. If if it's not Otani, it's an outrage. It's a crap. I think I, I can understand it being Guerrero, but I think it should and will be Otani. 
you give it to Otani now for the season he had, Vlad Jr. will probably be as good, if not better, than his father. And his father was damn good. One of the best players of all time. Yeah, so you can give it to him down the road, especially when he gets older and matures and leaves Montreal Expos. Excuse me. The, the thing that is the most surprising to me about Vladdy is his ability to get on base and his batting average is higher than I expected. Mm-hmm. I would have thought that in 2020, 2021, this new era of baseball players, he would be like a 240 hitter with like 45 homers and a lot of strikeouts. He's like very different from what I expected. And he's he's not a great defensive player, but he's he's cleaned it up a little bit. But he's hitting and getting on base a ton, and he's not striking out as much. So uh, I'm actually really blown away with how how big of a leap he took in his second year. I say, yeah, I think it's Otani all the way. Who I think will win is Otani. Who I want to win is Otani. Yeah, me too. Yeah, I like that a lot. Um, and then real quick, uh, rookie of the year was announced yesterday. Jonathan India of the Reds, he beat out Jonathan China and Jonathan Japan. Um, he hit 269, 376, 459, slash line, 21 over 69 RBIs. Nice. 34 doubles, two triples, 141 strikeouts, 71 walks, and 12 steals. Uh, Randy Rosarena from the Rays burst onto the scene last postseason. You are currently hyperventilating. <laughs> um, uh, he, he burst onto the season, onto the scene, his uh, um, 2020 the COVID postseason with the race took him to the World Series. Yeah. Slash line at 274, 360, 480. 20 homers, also 69 RBIs. That's pretty cool. Both rookies of the year having 69 RBIs is very nice. 32 doubles, three triples, 170 strikeouts, 56 um, walks, and 20 steals. So he actually was in the 2020 club with exactly 20 of each. Um, congratulations to those guys. Um, Dylan Carlson had a case in the NL, and I forget who the other guy was in the AL that had a case, but it uh, doesn't really matter right now. Um, any thoughts on those or keep chugging? Keep chugging, but I was just, you answered basically my question. Was there like a second place? Because I think Jonathan India had 28 of 29 for first place votes. Yeah, he was, uh, he was he was pretty like, unanimous, but I thought Dylan Carlson had a had a case. Okay. Um, let's see if I can find a. Uh, there was a graphic I saw the other day that made sense. Um, uh, probably not going to find it. Twitter stuff. It's all good. Um, oh, here we go. The full no. voting. Um, uh, the Baseball Writers Association of America. Are they actually going to show me it? So he got twenty nine of the thirty first place votes. Trevor Rogers of the Marlins got the other vote. Uh, Dylan Carlson actually got mostly third place votes. So whatever. Trevor Rogers was second. Um, and then while we have it, do I have the American League? I do not. Nope. All right, that's fine. Whatever. Who cares? Um, uh, today. Uh, managers of the year were actually announced. I'm sorry. Yeah, I was going to say today uh, the managers okay. of the years were announced. Yeah. It was the NL and AL. Um Correct Council, Brewers, 95-67, lost in the NLDS and four. Kapler, your boy, <laughs> with the Giants. Uh, 107 wins, 55 loss, lost in the NLDS and five. Crazy overachieved with that roster. <laughs> I know, right? Well, I mean, Giants are always around, just like the Cardinals, just like the Braves, are always around in the playoffs. Yeah. Uh, and then Mike Schilt, right? If I'm saying that right. <laughs> Mike Schilt, who got fired. <laughs> yeah. 
<laughs> Cardinals, 90 wins, 72, and lost in the world. What is, oh, wild, the wild card, card game. game. I'm not going to lie. I was hoping Schill would win it because it was really awkward when Dwayne Casey won it for the Raptors and then they fired him. Um, so Tragic. if Schilt would have won it, that would have been hilarious. Elite company. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> so um, Kapler got 28 of the uh, the first place votes. I'm pretty sure it was. Yeah. Kapler. Um, Schilt got one and Council got another. So Kapler won the NL. So shout out to Kapler. Right, you know, basically restoring his uh, reputation from the Philly stint. For being an idiot over here, but that's more. Yeah, he he makes sense more in like a progressive organization like the Giants. So good for him. Yeah, good for him. Uh, Next is the AL Manager of the Year. We had Dusty Baker of the Astros. Boo, ninety-five wins, sixty-seven. They lost in the World Series in six to the Braves. Next, you had Kevin Cash of the Rays, a hundred wins, sixty-two losses, lost in the ALDS in four, and then Scott Cervais of the Mariners. Uh, Yes. 90 wins, 72 losses. Missed the second wild card uh, spot by two games, unfortunately. So, Rob, who was the AL manager of the year? So, it, it was for the second consecutive year, it was Kevin Cash of the Rays. Now, I'm a little biased. I honestly probably would have gave this to Service had I had I had a vote. I would have voted Same. for Scott Service because there's no excuse for the Mariners to be that good. I understand their underlying <laughs> numbers were not that good. Like their run differential suggested they should have been closer to 500. Yeah. But something about that team down the stretch, Mitch Hanniger, J.P. Crawford, um, Kyle Seeger, that team got everything out of it. Um, I do have the voting in front of me. Um, in the American League, Kevin Cash got 19 first-place votes. Scott Service got five. Dusty Baker got two. Alex Cora won. And then Charlie Montoyo from the Blue Jays got three. So – Charlie Montoyo, who came in fourth, actually got more first place votes than Dusty Baker did. Um, For real. Cash was a runaway. Yeah, Cash was a runaway. He had 109 points. Service had 71, and then Baker at 33. So that one wasn't really close. National League was not close either. Kapler got 28 first place votes. Council and Schilt each got one. Snicker came in fourth, Dave Roberts fifth. Yeah, I would have gave it to, uh, what you call it, Scott Service. Uh, yeah. Like I said, I didn't even know the manners were. I don't follow the sport, but I, didn't know, I know the Mariners aren't a good team. They were they, probably with Ichiro and Ken Griffey Jr. Um, but recently, I mean, I don't think yeah. they've been good. I don't think it, they've it, been it, good it, at all since when they got uh, Cano, I believe. So they, they haven't been good in a while, and it's actually a good thing they didn't make the playoffs because they currently have the longest playoff drought in Major League Baseball. And the, only, and the second team in terms of longest playoff drought is the Phillies. So had the Mariners made the playoffs <laughs> this year, the Phillies would have had the longest playoff drought. I believe the Mariners haven't made the playoffs since 2001. Um, I could be wrong, but I think that's the last time they made the playoffs. Jesus Christ. Um, I do have a note. I have this saved on my Instagram. Jesus. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that's, it was this. I don't know who this is, the play-by-play guy. For that is, that is Philadelphia's own Dave Sims, one of my, my favorite this? announcers. He follows me on Twitter. That's a good flex right there. But have yes. you seen this? I love Dave Sim absolutely. I'll play it saw, for the I saw this the, on TikTok. I'll play it for the uh the listeners here. But this I'm like, wait, the manners? Like I thought this was oh, an dude. old clip. And <laughs> then that's when I realized, oh, they're good. And then I forgot <laughs> about it until we did this, the manager of the year. I'm like, oh wait, they were good. I just never knew at all. Yeah. But Here's so this was uh, this was Mitch Hanniger's double, right? I think. Yeah. Four to six seconds long, so enjoy this, people. 
I'm going to see if I can get it now to work. It's not working. Of course. Of course. Flying from second. Yet the base is loaded. Bowers well fouled down the third baseline. Biggest pitch of the year here for the Mariners. Three and two. Base is loaded. C-Shack, the pitch. Base hit left field. Here comes JP. Awesome stuff from baseball. If you go on my Twitter page and you look at my pinned tweet, Dave Sims, the announcer, actually liked the tweet. (laughs) What is your uh, Twitter page? um, Might as well just, you know, plug it. uh, It's it's R Grable fifty two, and the uh, the the pinned tweet is me crapping on somebody in LA (laughs) who has no idea how to make a cheesesteak. But Dave Sims is one of my favorite announcers. He lets the moment breathe. and he, um, Dave Niehaus is like the name is like the voice of the Mariners. And Dave Sims has done a really good job of uh, kind of Filling appropriating, yeah. So good for him. If anybody deserves it, it's like Scott Fransky. I've said all season long, none of the Phillies deserve to go to the playoffs except Bryce Harper and Zach Wheeler. Yeah, Scott Fransky deserved a playoff run more than anybody. Dave Sims deserved a playoff run for the Mariners more than anyone. Uh, but yeah, the Mariners were fun. I hope they continue to stay good. It sucks that Seager might leave, but I hope they they're good next year. And Hanniger could leave too. But we'll see what happens with them. Uh, do you think it's a it's a one off, or no? Yeah, really. I think they uh, they went ninety and seventy two. I wouldn't be surprised if they go seventy and ninety two next year. Jeez. I just don't see it with them. And it's bad timing because um, I'm not 100% sure, but I think Marco Gonzalez might be a free agent. Um, You say Kikuchi might be a free agent. I think they're losing – well, they're losing Hanniger and Seager most likely. Um, JP, I think they still have for one more year. So they they have a couple guys, but they're going to have to figure it out. And I don't know if any free agents are going to want to go there. Ah, That sucks. Well, maybe they can build through the farm and whatnot and, you know, the draft picks. But, uh, yeah, they've done a good job of um, of trading for players and accumulating talent. They traded um, – they had um, Austin Nola in 2020, they, uh, Aaron Nola's brother. They traded him to San Diego. He was their starting catcher, and I think they went with um, something more. I forget his last name. doesn't matter. Kellen Moore. Or Murphy or something. I don't know what the heck his last name was. Um, I forget who was on that team. It's, it's a band of misfits. They were the American League version of the Giants in a lot of ways. They got career years out of multiple guys, and it just it worked. And Scott Service deserves a lot more credit than he's gotten because that's a uh, uh, Tom Murphy is the guy's name. I'm sorry, ah. the the catcher. And I just thought of like the most generic last name as I could. <laughs> uh, it's a shame that uh, Scott Service didn't get it, but hey, yeah, you know. For some people, they're like happy Dusty Baker didn't get yeah. who, which is fucked up because he's one of the most likable people on the on the planet. Yeah, Dusty, poor Dusty needs to win a, a World Series already. That poor guy. Jesus, it's like the equivalent of CP3 and uh, Derek Rose. You want yeah. and Melo, you want to see them get a ring, but <sighs> it's not enough to go around. It's a long maybe season. not on the team that they're on. All right, let's end this show with our W's and L's, Rob. 
No, we didn't have any last episode, and we have made up for it, and then some this episode. Right. I have four W's and three L's. How, how many do you have, sir? I have four W's and three L's, but I renamed one of my L's. Those Mets fans sure. just so continue let's start to with... take L's across every day. Let's start with the L's because my L's are less, are a little bit more underwhelming, and you already touched on one. So same here. Um, how many do you have? Three. Sorry. Okay, one. so you already did one. Um, my first L is going to be the New Orleans Pelicans. Um, for the reason they do not have a point guard that is worth anything, I think they have Nikhil Alexander Walker as their point guard. Jesus. Um, they don't have a true franchise point guard, but they had two um, just two years ago. They traded through Holiday, and they let Lonzo Ball walk. And now they don't have either and are looking to find a player that does exactly what both of those guys do. So here's an L for the Pelicans. Zion's going to leave. Ingram's going to leave. And you're going to be left with nothing because you don't know how to surround your players with talent. Or they might just get redacted and all the problems will be solved. I would trade redacted for Brandon Ingram right now. Right now. 1,000%. 1,000%. That and a heart. Give me heart. Oh, I'll I would take, take Josh Hart. Can we? Give me heart. Ingram and some money, and I'll give you a I lied. I'm sorry. It's Devontae Graham as their point guard. Nikhil Alexander Walker's their shooting guard. Just as bad. Just as trash. Basketball is positionless. All right. My second uh, L is the Sixers just taking an absolute crap tonight. Ugh. See, my, my L's are just gross and cheap. Wow. <laughs> my second L is going to be the clown. That was in the dunk tank that didn't realize Adam, Adam Wainwright, Wainwright was about to dunk him. Um, That's I, a W for me. <laughs> yeah. I, I tinkered. I thought about putting it as my W, but I already had four. Um, so I turned it around. The clown is my L. Um, if you haven't seen this, Adam oh. Wainwright, Cardinals pitcher, uh, was at a carnival, I guess. And the clown didn't realize he was a major league pitcher and he dunked him on the first throw. What, what do you think that was? Like an 87? On the I mean, he, he like he he hummed it. That thing was, <laughs> yeah. If if the uh, if the seat that you know falls when you hit it was as effective as the pitch hitting the the target, he would have dropped instantly into the water. He would have been. He would have probably had, took like a like delay. Third once degree it hit. burns. <laughs> yeah. Exactly. He would have had like hypothermia. Um, he should have hit it with a curveball. <laughs> you imagine the shit Just talking. A big Beltron mi- curve. That's all you're going to hear. You miss. It just whizzes down. Oh, give me a knuckleball. And it still hits. <laughs> all right. Um, My third L is, I can't believe this is an actual thing, but the celebrity boxing thing is now still around. Oh, God, it's still around. I don't even know his first name, but it's D. Will, former basketball uh, player. Darren Williams, former Darren Jazz Williams. and Nets point guard. And Carolina Blue, great. Former Cav. Jesus, against Frank the Tank Gore. I cannot believe this is actually a thing. Frank Gore. Frank what? Gore, who was on Abraham Lincoln's fantasy team back in the day. Um, <laughs> still only, I'm surprised he's not in the NFL still. That is a massive, I can't believe this is even going to be sanctioned. I, I don't want to watch that. I'm not going to watch that. Someone knees will, will actually break by the end of that. Frank Gore is going to tear him to shreds. 
This opens up a new can of worms. Who has the toughest sport? <laughs> Basketball or football? <laughs> now, notice football. how hockey players are absent from this because they are literally allowed to fight in their sport. Yeah, right. So that they have a, a lifetime of um, preparation for this. Um, well, not only so that. So that was your fourth L? <laughs> that was my, right? It seems like, but not only that, but I think hockey players are disqualified because they only fight with, they pull the jersey over the head. Yeah. This is boxing. Unless you have a t shirt, it's really not going to happen. So, yeah, you're not allowed to. So, hockey players grab with the off hand and then swing with the other hand. You can't grab in boxing. So, hockey players lose all the advantage they have. And also, I don't know if they can even stand on their own two feet. They're always on. Yeah. Half the battle is them not falling when they're fighting. (laughs) I mean, and they're usually punching helmet. Hockey fights are so stupid because you're punching helmet half the time. It doesn't do any damage to anybody. At least you're just hurting your own hand. It's not like uh, they basketball. should allow fighting. They should just let you. They should be able to fight in the other sports, dude. I can't. I'm sorry, but I think it has to be. We might do this another day, maybe on a Friday. But who? Which sport ranking from you know the best to the worst, or worst to the best? Well, fighting. the worst is soccer. <laughs> the worst is soccer because I the second you even look worst. at somebody, they would flop. Uh, the worst is probably. I would say uh, well, at least people actually push and shove mad, but there's like nothing ever happens in baseball. Are you serious? I mean, Harper threw a helmet at somebody once and then he got choked out in the dugout by Jonathan Pat. Actually, you're right. Actually, right. Soccer is the worst because they just baseball like, is more prima yeah. donnas. Baseball, you have some brawls like Alex Rodriguez and uh, true, and yeah, Ver- and Veritech. Veritech, that was pretty good, yeah. But uh, also- Amir Garrett tried to fight the entire Pirates team, I'm pretty sure. Uh, Pedro Martinez knocking down an old man. <laughs> uh, who is that? Was that Don Zimmer? So funny. Um, the 95 year old bench coach. Yeah, the, the thing with basketball is there's so many hold me back guys. Like, um, like, Miles Turner like with Tyler, what was Tyler Hero? What was Tyler Hero gonna do to Jokic? <laughs> yeah, that was Butler, Butler wanted Butler wanted no parts of that. Butler, like, ain't gonna happen to me though. No, they just run to the middle and they hope someone grabs them. That's all it is. Dude, and beat and cat was the last like real one. Gobert and uh, Miles Turner, that yeah. tussle. Ooh, someone. Oh my goodness! Like come on now, they just basically I, grabbed each other's elbows yeah. and just almost did like a bachata dance. Yeah, that was just five nasty. minutes. Five minutes in the sin bin for them, and you got to think about what they've done. I mean, just looking back at the mouse at the palace, Ben Wallace would have destroyed yeah. all these guys. Yeah, they peaked. They peaked. We were privileged <laughs> when we were kids. We got to see that. Um, in a future right, episode, my, we gotta we gotta cover where were we when blank happened, and it's gotta be one of them. I knew exactly where I was when the mouse in the palace happened. I don't. Know, I must. I had to be in my house. That's my only guess. Mind. I came home from work on a late shift at the airport. I sat down and watched ESPN, like the you know, whatever, like the late night live version of it, and, and literally it was Patrick. like breaking. Not. Nah, nah, it was Scott Van Pelt. Oh, and the other guy who does now the ESPN uh, games, Steve Levy. Yeah, and uh, they were talking about it like as if someone died, and I just kept seeing <laughs> replays of the entire thing happening. I was like, "What happened?" I literally sat down and watched for two hours straight of coverage of this whole thing from all angles. I like. I barely remember how it started. Wasn't it just like a hard foul? It was, it was a, a hard was foul. Meal over there, right? Yeah, it was a hard foul, and then you know they kind of try to separate everybody. And then our test was in there, laid down, and then someone just chucks a drink, and then all hell breaks loose. And then I think Jackson, 
I can't. The other guy from the, the pace. Uh, is it Steven Jackson? Probably? Steven Jackson just runs up and is like, yeah. I'm trying to swing. I'm trying to get my shit off. Yeah. Sure. Now, what what current NBA player is most likely to do that? To what, jump in the sands? To fight a fan. I have Russell. two. Russell Westbrook. I was going to say the Morris twins. Well, that, that goes without saying. Morris twins. Morris twins, Jokic, Russell Westbrook. Jokic because his brothers will be in the stands. So. I guess James Johnson too because he's an MMA fighter. I have no idea who that is, but he he was on the Heat. Um, he was the one that he got into like a, a wrestling match with Simmons in the playoffs the one year, and uh, I tweets were like, "Brent Chambers are gonna wake up in an alley somewhere because James Johnson is like 15 black belts in his family. Who cares? Doesn't even good think, in the playoffs. I also think Durant will do too. Durant would just tweet at the fan. <laughs> Oh, by the way, live on the pod as I'm reading my next L, go on Kevin Durant's Twitter page and read his likes. Um, and you'll see how how soft he is. Um, my third <laughs> L, my third L is going to be the entire AFC North because I was told before the season started that this was the best division in football. And the Ravens just lost to the three and seven Dolphins. The Steelers just tied the 0-8 and one Lions. The Browns just lost 45 to 7 at the Patriots. And the Bengals had a bye, but last week they got beat 41 16 by the team that just got destroyed by New England. So the <laughs> AFC North is not very good. They are a complete hot mess right now. Yeah. It's like nobody wants to win the division. No, it's going to be the Bengals. It seems, or I guess it's going to be the Ravens, but still. I think it'll be the Ravens, honestly. So are you looking at how petty KD is right now? I'm trying to not even sign in because it, I updated my iOS on the phone and it, for whatever reason, it signed me off and I can't even log in because I don't even know my password. <laughs> so, greatness on that one. We can um, uh, we can shelve that. Um, you have four W's from what I understand. Yes, four W's. I would have to go on so Instagram, I. thankfully. I have that running. But yeah, you want to go first or you want me to go? Yep. My first W is going to be Jim Gardner of 6ABC retiring after what feels like a hundred years on the air. Um, he is a staple. Anybody that watches the, uh, the six o'clock news on six ABC will recognize him. Uh, very classy, very good anchor. So congratulations to him and best of luck in retirement for him. A uh, staple of the area. Um, I'm just looking at Kevin Durant's likes. Is that what you told me? <laughs> yeah. Very first thing I see. It's a quote tweet from Sandra Ishmai. It's all quote tweets to the same tweet. Oh, okay. Oh, okay. Uh, well, the tweet that's being quoted by Dieter Kurtenbach took a while, but the Warriors are winning the breakup with Kevin Durant. First quote retweet. What a piece of shite writing. <laughs> Do better. <laughs> it, it, it's. Basically, people so people are suggesting the Warriors have won the KD Warriors breakup. Warriors media it, sucks. <laughs> it's all just people quote tweeting and saying the article's trash. This the most narrative and butthurt article I've ever seen. Y'all Warrior fans, some else. Yeah, the Warriors have a pretty lousy little group of writers. I remember when I first downloaded the Athletic, my friend and I split the subscription for it. I was money. sitting in the waiting room of a dentist's office. And I was reading an article about how the Warriors were preparing to go after Giannis in 2021. And this is like 2019, this article was written. And Damn. all the comments were like, this is absurd. Oh, my God. 
That's nasty. Warriors just are like the Yankees. They just keep getting richer almost. Yeah. Uh, all right, my dub. I don't know if you saw this, Rob, but our boy, friend of the show, Miggy, Miguel Cabrera. Did mm. you see the what came out? No. I just thought it was funny. It's a post on Instagram. Miguel Cabrera admits he calls his teammates bro because he doesn't know their names. <laughs> I thought that was hilarious. <laughs> That's funny. He's He can do no wrong. Miguel he, Cabrera can do no wrong. He can do no wrong, and he's potentially going to have Verlander back on that team next year, so that'll be cool. I I literally I want him to get out of Detroit. I want him to go somewhere else. And actually, yeah, I wanted to see him in a pennant race somewhere. Yeah, he was uh, fun with the Marlins. Especially, especially now that the uh, the universal DH could be a thing. At least he's got more landing spots next year. Yeah, for sure. Uh, let's see what's my second one going to be. Top All right, my second one. one. I will. Amon Shumpert. Damn is it! In the, is in the final four. Damn it! I should have led with that. He has lasted longer than any. Any NBA player in the history of Dancing with the Stars. That was my um, W two. So he's in the Final Four. And we were talking about that he was close to elimination, I think one or two times. I yeah, wanted to know he a was follow in the up. Final, yeah, he, he always feels like he's close, but he's been really good, like objectively good, and better than JoJo Siwa, who I think they're going to hand the championship to because it's her and a female. It's like the first time they've ever had same sex um, a couple before, so they're going to almost definitely just give her the the, the crown. But Shump is making a run for it. I hope he wins it. I hope so, too. In front of the show, Mont Shumpert. Yeah. All right, since he took mine already, I'll just <laughs> go. I'll double down. I hope you don't guy. take mine. Oh, I I know I have yours. Uh, you have hockey on yours? Oh, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, no, nah, I'll let you take that one. <laughs> Wait, do you actually have? I have a hockey one. Oh, do it. Oh, I'll just do it right now, then. Yeah. Uh, our boy, our boy, the Flyers. Kevin Hayes. Oh, Kevin Hayes. He scored his first goal of the season and points the sky for his brother, Jimmy. Oh, that's right. Jimmy I totally forgot me. his brother passed away. Yeah, Jimmy Hayes mm-hmm. passed away. Jimmy Hayes. So, yeah. I, I mean, totally forgot about It's that. a sentimental W of the of the week. But, uh, yeah, I, saw, I thought it was pretty cool. Kind of like put things into perspective. But that was pretty cool. Jim, uh, not Jimmy Hayes, but Kevin Hayes scores yeah. his first goal of the season and points straight up to the sky for his brother, Jimmy. You forget how little all of this matters sometimes. Yeah. yeah um, so. Sorry to put that sentiment that way. But. Yeah, well, we're, I'm going to go positive hockey now. Yeah. Alexander Ovechkin moved into fourth all place in goals scored with 742. He has passed Brett Hall and is now 24 behind Yarmir Yager for third all time, 59 behind Gordy Howe for second all time, and 152 behind Wayne Gretzky for first all time in goals scored. So my W of the week is him. I really want to see him become the all-time goal later i think we mentioned this um, it, it, in a hockey segment. yeah a while back yeah while it won't back. happen for another four years if anything but if he averages about 40 goals a year this year and the next three he's got a shot is he as popular as mark andre fleury that's he's my little one of the more hockey. popular players <laughs> <laughs> he's one of the most popular players of our of our lifetime oh never mind. He, he's very likable yeah he's very likable okay oh okay. he's okay. yeah, cool he's cool all right, and uh, now my last W. We have a lot. Uh, my last W is, uh, I'm sure you saw this picture floating around. It was a screenshot from the Broncos game of uh, three Eagle fans oh, standing yes, next to I each did. other. Yeah. <laughs> Long cocks hurts. Probably the funniest shit I've seen in a while for an Eagles. Because the last thing I saw of a screen grab from an Eagles fan was at the link 
during the summer, and some donkey who was drunk ate a Latin fly. A live Latin fly. I don't <laughs> know if you saw that, but that was the last image I saw of an eagle that in a football game. absurd. So, uh, long cocks hurts gold. My favorite um, Eagles moment of all time, uh, even more so than the Super Bowl, is the video of that guy running into the wall in the subway station. <laughs> <laughs> Which was the same year they won the Super Bowl. Yes, it and was. During the that season. Up. Yeah, during that season, Chris Long and Fletcher Cox actually took a picture that they had their names next to each other on the bench. Um, <laughs> That's funny as shit. Um, my fourth W is actually going to be a pretty cool one. Um, uh, Mark Davis, the owner of the Raiders. The worst haircut um, in, in yeah. all, of all the world. Worst haircut, but this is a really cool gesture. He attended the funeral of the uh, the young lady that uh, oh. was tragically killed in a car accident By where uh, Henry Ruggs was speeding. So that's, that's a really cool. cool gesture on his part. Um, so good for him. Good for him. That uh, shows that he does have a little bit of good in him. So that, that's very cool that he did that. Very cool. I like that. Shout out to uh, Mark Davis for doing that gesture. Yeah, I unfortunately, uh, not in any disrespectful way, but I don't have the name of the victim, but... It's probably better that way. Yeah, I think so. Respect. So yeah, I saw a video about it. Yeah, praise to her family. Yeah, uh, the shame, again, it's a shame and uh, uh, tease and peace to her. Yes, our thoughts and prayers go out to the victim's family and friends. It was terrible, but uh, Rob, this has been fun. Another episode down in the book. Next episode coming up this week is episode twenty. Ten times two is twenty. Right? I think so. Anyway, uh, we'll catch you up next episode. And until then, just a podcast.